Welcome to episode 43 of Wellness Speaks. Today we are speaking with Dr. Gordon Pedersen, who is highly acclaimed for multiple scientific and medical discoveries. He holds five doctor's degrees, including a doctorate of naturopathic medicine. He has a PhD from the toxicology program at Utah State University, where he also has a PhD in immunology and biology. He is board certified in anti-aging and regenerative medicine and holds a master's degree in cardiac rehabilitation and wellness. Gordon is best-selling author many times over in the fields of health and wellness. Gordon has conducted studies in Africa and has published what is quite possibly the cure to malaria. Seeing firsthand children close to death returning to school within five days, Gordon has an ambition to return to Africa in 2020 and continue the healing of more villages. He has spent countless hours reviewing silver information and is frequently called upon as the world's leading authority on silver as a health tool. He's a distinguished speaker for Special Operations Medical Association and has worked with several national and international governmental organizations on the topic of silver. Dr. Gordon has developed his own line of alkaline silver and he's joining us today to discuss the multiple ways in which it can be used. Per usual, this podcast is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease and is to be used for informational purposes only. I'm Jade. And I'm Shauna. And this is Wellness Speaks, a podcast about functional medicine and healthy living. Thank you so much for being with us today, Dr. Pedersen. Um, we are honored to have you, and we are super excited to hear all the good stuff you have to say. So let's get started with your background and what led you to become a naturopathic physician. You have quite an extensive background, so please let us know more about that. Well, first of all, it was a family thing. My brother got Crohn's disease. The doctor said, we've done all we can do. He's going to probably die at an early age, like around 40, unless you can find an alternative. So our family went looking for alternatives. I took the path of going through research first. So I got an immunology PhD. I got a medical biology PhD. I uh, then went on and pursued the Western traditional medicine, and I became an anti-aging doctor. So I'm board certified as an anti-aging doctor as well. And then I went on and thought, you know what? All of these areas of medicine, of these disciplines of research, they're not giving me all the answers I need. And I went on and pursued uh, a doctorate in naturopathic medicine. So I've just continued to learn, continued to strive to find a solution for Crohn's disease for my brother, for fibromyalgia for my family, for thyroid cancer for my family. And that's driven me to places I never thought I would go and to help people I never thought I would help because I realized people have to help themselves. People have to have the heart for it as well as the mind for it. And I have learned so much out of the box, but what I've learned is these two things. From all this education, I learned that the human body will heal itself if you give it the proper tools. And I've also learned that you can be your own doctor if you pay attention to what your body is telling you so that you can give your body the proper tools. And I hope those help. That's super, super important. I love that. It's such, it's so important to be able to advocate for yourself and to understand what it is your body needs and when it needs. And it's, um, I think we've gotten a little bit out of touch with that in our current society. Definitely. (laughs) 
<laughs> I would definitely agree. Well, I, I have a story about that, if you don't mind me butting in with a story. Go right ahead. I actually was teaching at a nursing convention, and we were talking about the art of medicine, because they call the nursing the medical arts, and they call the doctors, the he, they don't call them the healing arts like they do with the nursing, they call it a practice, and, I, and the nurses were joking about that and said, how come you doctors get to practice, but we have to perform the medical arts? Well, we talked about how we could feel our own body telling us what to do. And I had some real strong objectors. And one of the ladies, we had her stand up in front of the rest of the nurses. And we had her stand there. And I said, now hold your breath. Just take a deep breath and hold it. And she held her breath. And about 30 seconds later, she was still holding her breath. I said, now keep holding your breath. Keep holding your breath. And she started laughing. Everyone started laughing. And she got to a point where she just burst out and goes, I have to breathe. And I said, well, are you telling your body you have to breathe? Because if you quit breathing, what would happen? You'd fall down to the ground and your body would start breathing for you again. And your heart rate would monitor itself up or down based on your need. I said, see, your body already knows what it needs and your body already functions in a very responsible way more than even you listening to it and it kind of changed the way we thought about our bodies after that imagine digestion we talked about and cardiovascular symptoms and most of the discussion was about vaginal problems about having a period and thinking your way through it and we really had a great time talking about feeling what our body's telling us and being being intuitive. We talk a lot about um, intuitive eating on this podcast as well. I think that kind of all goes along with that instead of being so like dogmatic and strict and trying to get more in tune with what it is your body needs. Um, so we were super excited to talk to you today about um, the immune system. So you have your PhD in immunology. Um, not only that, you have your own line of alkaline silver. Um, so we use silver in our home very, very frequently with much success. Um, but there still seems to be a lot of misunderstandings about silver. And um, I've had people come come to me and say, well, you know, you can't take too much silver because it's going to turn you blue. Um, yeah. so <laughs> they've, they've watched the blue man, I guess, that we've all heard about. Um, I still hear that all the time, too. <laughs> Uh, And I teach at university here at the University of Oklahoma. And every semester when I bring up colloidal silver, um, inevitably there's, there's a student who has seen the blue man (laughs) as well. So we have to address that. Um, But so can we kind of start off with you telling us sort of how you got into um, formulating your own line of silver? And then if you want to address the blue man thing somewhere in there, that. (laughs) Yeah, we love that. Let's go after what's the salacious uh, in the media, the press of the blue man first, and then I'll talk to you because silver destroys bacteria, viruses, and yeast. It's fantastic because there's no drug that can do that. We're going to get to that, but let's dismiss the whole worry about the blue man. If you make silver by yourself and you make it the same way he made it and you drink it the same way he drank it, then you should expect the same results. Would you agree that that's a good place to start? Probably so. So when he was interviewed on television, he said that he starts with a half a gallon of nitric acid. He (laughs) throws in a silver coin and it dissolves like Alka-Seltzer 
and then he puts in a pinch of salt, stirs it up, and drinks at least a half a gallon of this concoction of silver, and we'll call call it colloidal silver, but it's really a highly acidic silver, and he drinks that every day, sometimes up to a gallon a day of this. He does this because he had psoriasis, he had seborrhea, he had disorders all through his body that were autoimmune related. He then started to turn blue under his fingernails and around the outsides of his eyes. And he, con- and he uh, conducted a research of what that meant with his doctor. And the doctor said, stop drinking that silver. Well, he, he would rather be well, he said, than take all of those pharmaceutical drugs. So he thought he was on the right path and he was taking this silver and he was taking it in far too high amount in far too high of a concentration. They measured it and it came out to be around 500,000 parts per million. Number one, oh, it was my goodness. concentrated. Oh, wow. Number two, it was different every day depending on whatever he made. He didn't have good laboratory practices and it was a salt. It was an acid. This was so acidic he's basically drinking in the immune system every day is rejecting, rejecting to where he had to drink more and more. So he was an acidic product and he turned blue and he liked being blue because he loved the nickname Smurf. He went on Oprah. He did race relations talks and he loved the psychology of being blue. He could have stopped at any time. He chose not to. At his autopsy, which I've reviewed, he was found to be healthy in every other way except cosmetic. The silver stained his skin. Now, you don't have to worry about this if you don't make his kind of silver. Nobody makes silver with nitric acid anymore, hardly at all. A few might. What we do now is we make it with magnetic resonance capabilities. We make silver with pure structured water. We make it in an alkaline nature. We make it with this magnetic and electric energy that's been technologically way advanced. So think about the magnetic resonance imager that you'll go to if you want to get an x-ray kind of a view of your body. Well, it's the best thing that we have to take a look at individual parts of your body, and it clicks on and off clicks on and off. And when it clicks on, it sends a positive, excuse me, a negative charge magnetically through your whole body. And all of the cells in your body are magnetically aligned to that negative charge. So they all align to this circular negative charge around you. And then they click back as soon as they turn it off. So what the computer does is measures the difference in the click, 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 click. And people would come out of there feeling no pain and they couldn't figure out why. Well, that magnetic resonance has the ability to separate charges, so the good from the bad, the positive from the negative, and it modulates pain in the process. Well, we take this type of technology to manufacture silver. There's no nitric acid in our product. You're not going to turn blue. We use 30 parts per million, not 500 parts per million, and we're not acidic. So when you're looking for silvers, if you're not getting an acidic silver, you're not going to turn blue. So look for the alkaline structured silver. You're going to get the benefits of destroying bacteria, viruses, yeast, all at the same time. Imagine what that's like 
if you've got a vaginal infection and a bacterial infection in your vagina, for instance. They exist at the same time regularly. One drug will make the other problem worse, while a antifungal drug may make the bacterial infection worse. Silver can work on all of it all at the same time. Same thing for the gut. So I rambled a little bit there, but the blue man is such a joy to talk about because he demonstrated what not to do, and you're not going to go that way. And uh, I've, I've stood uh, in Canada. They had a case against the, uh, uh, the uh, Health Canada because they had the blue man on the cover of their pharmaceutical journal. And the side effects were, you know, don't let these products uh, turn you blue. Well, I was called in as an expert witness in toxicology and as a doctor. And I stood against 24 physicians and 36 attorneys. And they asked me anything they wanted. And they made me prove every sentence I said for over four hours. When we got done, the head, I think I had to address him and her, there were two of them, as general, something general, uh, general, and they said, uh, we have been schooled today. In 32 years of being on this board, I've never once reversed my position. Thank you. We're reversing our position, and they took the blue man off the cover of the magazine, their journal. They changed the rulings, and they allowed the registration of silver to come into Canada because we have the facts. <laughs> so nice. that was a good thing for me to go through. Yeah, That's awesome. that sounds grueling. But yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, can you imagine that? That's, but, yeah. oh, I should have given, been given one of those hundred thousand dollar pyramid awards for the time I got done. <laughs> Right. <laughs> well, thank you for clarifying all of that, though, because that seems to be a major concern with people. And another concern that I hear over and over is about silver being a heavy metal. Can you kind of address that and let us know um, your thoughts on that? Again, we go to the medical journals, the Merck Index, and the Merck Index is a journal of doctors. It's kind of like their Bible of facts. And when you look up the term heavy metals in the Merck Index, silver and gold are not listed as heavy metals because they do not accumulate in the brain, across the blood-brain barrier and accumulate there. So the reason why is because the density of the molecules of gold are so dense that the particles can be small enough to pass through the blood-brain barrier, but then flow with circulation out. Silver's the same. Their density makes them a little bit different than some of the other densities now. You go, yeah, but lead is so dense. But lead has a different charge on it. Lead has a different magnetic charge and a different electrical charge, and it wants to stick in the fats of the brain. So when you realize that your brain is about two-thirds of the structure, fatty acids or fats, you realize, well, I'm not trying to make fun of somebody that was called fathead when they were a little kid, but our brains are made of all these essential fatty acids and certain metals accumulate and stick to them, and certain ones don't. Silver and gold are not listed as heavy metals. They do not accumulate in the body. Awesome. Great. Thanks. Yeah, I've heard that a lot too, Shauna, yeah. that people being concerned that, that it's, you know, especially if they already have some sort of other heavy metal poisoning. Mm -hmm. It's a so, very common concern in a lot of the Facebook groups that I've been in. They mm -hmm. talk about that a lot. So, so when you have people that come to you and they say, I think I have heavy metal poisoning or I've been diagnosed with that, what do you tell them? Where, where does your expertise take them? 
Well, we typically want to see the testing for it because I see a lot of people self-diagnosing with heavy metal poisoning. Like if they haven't been, if they don't know for sure if and where and when they were exposed, they're like, well, I have all the symptoms of, which as we know, are also the symptoms of many other many things. Many other things. <laughs> you, you guys are clairvoyant because you're saying exactly what I wanted you to, which was, <laughs> you know, heavy metal poisoning is a misnomer from one doctor to the next. And most of the people think, because I have these symptoms, it must be heavy metal poisoning. And then they go through these heavy cleanses. Well, the reality is, is that heavy metal poisoning is a very difficult diagnosis and you've got to do it with blood samples, urine samples, and even tissue samples. And people that just think they have heavy metal poisoning, most of them oftentimes have other things that are even autoimmune related. Right. Absolutely. And definitely gut related. Um, So let's get into that a little bit. Another concern that some people say is that since silver is antibacterial, um, is it possible that it's actually disrupting the gut bacteria by taking too much or if you take it for too long? Well, anything can be toxic and that can go for the volume of anything. Now, I did a mouse study, so please don't be too offended, but I did a mouse study on toxicology and we put as much silver as the would fit into their stomachs three times a day. So we overdosed them to the full volume of their stomach three times a day in 28 days. None of them had any side effects. None of their organs had any side effect problems. There was no heavy metal toxicity. And so I did this in humans to a certain extent where uh, we drank 16 ounces. That would be this much, an entire bottle every day for 28 days. Again, no toxicity in humans. And that gives us the point that we're not going to turn blue, number one. It's not toxic, number two. And in the gut bacteria, it's so distorted by antibiotics now that the gut bacteria needs to be there to break your foods down. But only the good, healthy probiotic bacteria is beneficial. But when we take antibiotics, it kills all the bacteria Yeast starts to overgrow and becomes in too high of an amount, and then bad bacteria can start to grow back in there. We know this because we start to produce more gas than we did before. We know this because we get foggy-headed. We know that we get reactions in our gut that uh, make us feel like we have the flu, the stomach flu. Well, silver destroys all the bacteria that's bad, does not kill the good bacteria. Here's why. Good bacteria in the gut has to secrete a little thin layer around itself to survive the stomach acid, or it would be dissolved just like the meat that goes through your stomach or any other food item. So good bacteria is a different genus and species than all the other bacteria because itself secretes a milk fat coating to protect itself from stomach acid. Now, here comes the liquid silver. We pour it in, and the liquid silver is 99.9% structured water. Water cannot penetrate through that fat-soluble coating around the bacteria, so we just, by discovery, not by design of our own, but by discovery, found that it won't kill the good probiotic bacteria because the good probiotic bacteria are different 
and coat themselves like a little M&M, have a little coating around themselves. And it's not a sugar coating, it's a fat coating. So that's why it doesn't destroy the good bacteria. But silver does have the ability to destroy all the other bad bacteria and yeast at the same time in your gut, helping you have a restart. So what I recommend is that when people get some silver like this, that they take double the normal amount, two tablespoons twice a day, and we start to wash out the bad bacteria in our gut. And we do this for five days. And we've cleansed our gut, basically drinking one bottle of silver in five days. Now stop the silver and start with probiotics. And probiotics, I like double the normal amount, like around 100 billion active cultures a day. And what we've done is two steps, and they're simple and common sense. We're destroying the bad bacteria and yeast. Then five days later, we're restoring good bacteria so that we've got a clean slate to start with. That's a great one-two punch. There are other things to do with the gut, but doesn't that make sense to you? Isn't that simple common sense? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and when you think about it, when people take antibiotics, they're always told to take a probiotic either along with or directly after to re-inoculate those, those good bacteria. So even conventional medicine, you know, is, is kind of thinking along those same lines to a degree. <laughs> well, you know, you're really smart because when penicillin first came out, it was required to take a probiotic afterward. And they just lost track of that over years. Most doctors <laughs> haven't heard of that now, but that was right in the toxicology of antibiotics. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, I didn't know that. Yeah. Nobody has that was lost for that a long time. For a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're kind of circling around back to that. Yeah. But, but yeah. that was definitely lost for a long time. Well, I remember when these attorneys in Canada, the Health Canada uh, trial, I'll call it, for the safety of silver, they asked me some really hard questions, and they said, what proof do we have in pharmaceutical terms that we accept that what you're telling us is true? We don't see the medical journals for silver in the Journal of American Medical Association. We don't see it in New England Journal of Medicine. So what... Why can we believe what you say? And it was so funny because right then I got spurred with this little thought. And I said, if you'll go back to the physician's desk reference, I even have one here because I look at it all the time. Look at this book. Here's a physician's desk reference. How would you like to read that baby? And look, hardly any pictures. So this is all the science that doctors lean on to prescribe by. And if your product isn't in here, Doctors can't use it. Now, I just happened to have done some toxicology research, and I found 42 drugs that are approved and published in the physician's desk reference, 42 drugs using silver. And some of them are oral, some of them are liquids, some of them are injectable. Some of them are IVs, and they're all proven to be safe, and they're listed in the book. And I started naming them Novargan, Proganol, Silval, and I started naming them. You should have seen the attorneys run for cover. They were going all over the place, and they came back, and I said, oh, and by the way, to get in the physician's desk reference, here's a monograph in JAMA on silver. Here's a monograph in the New England Journal of Medicine on silver, and every silver 
excuse me, every burn unit in the world carries silver as their most valuable tool to disinfect wounds. So I presented this information to them and they backed off really quick, took the blue man off the cover, reinstated silver as a registerable product. But I'm giving this to you as common sense medicine. Silver has been a drug for longer than antibiotics have been a drug. It's listed in the, journal, in the journals that you register as the most credible journals in the world. It has uh, been identified and still is identified as being useful and safe in the physician's desk reference. So with that little bit of homework, I hope people can start to realize the rest of the story doesn't just stop on Oprah with the blue man and rec register this in your brain as, Silver is God's antibiotic, and it works on bacteria and viruses and yeast. While when, when, let me give you a little balance of picture here on bacteria. In our laboratory that I work at, there's over 3,300 strains of bacteria in there. And of all of those, silver destroys every one except the good bacteria, the one probiotic bacteria it doesn't kill. Now, with that idea in mind, you go, how can we have such a problem with antibiotics. They say they're broad spectrum. Well, we take a broad spectrum antibiotic and we put it in with all these different germs and guess what? It only kills 23, 23 of the bacteria. And we call that a broad spectrum antibiotic. All the rest of them merrily go on reproducing in the presence of that antibiotic. Then silver comes along and destroys all of them except the good. And you say to yourself, I think I want God's antibiotic because it can give me hope in many more areas while reversing antibiotic resistance than an antibiotic that even a broad spectrum antibiotic only kills about 23 of those bacteria. So we've got a little bit of a, uh, a media blitz going on here where they give these commercials and say, this antibiotic is the right choice when in reality, antibiotics kill fast. They only kill a part of the real germ problem and let the others get stronger, producing what we call resistant strains. Well, now silver is helping to reverse that situation. And for that reason alone, it's worthwhile to take. So how is it reversing antibiotic resistance? What happens with antibiotic, and this is published in Harvard's uh, uh, study at the Weiss Institute at Harvard, where actually they're taking silver in combination with antibiotics to see what would happen. And what happens is antibiotics, the more you're exposed to them, the more your bad bacteria becomes sheltered from it. So what that means is most, about three-fourths of all antibiotics are manufactured from a bacteria that you put in your body that knows how to go and attack other bacteria in your body. But that means the bacteria that's in your body already knows how to defend itself against that incoming antibiotic that's really a bacteria. So silver comes along and pre-strips off the bacterial coatings. So what it does is it opens the little pores in the bacteria the nutrients usually flow into that keep it alive and allows the antibiotic to get into the bacterial cells so that the bacteria can be destroyed by the antibiotic easier. So in simple terms, silver 
pretreats the surface membrane of bacteria, allowing the antibiotic to get in a thousand times better, making antibiotics with silver a thousandfold stronger and more effective at destroying bacteria. So the future of antibiotics includes silver. You can see it coming. That's really Very interesting. interesting. <laughs> so I'd really, that is super interesting. That's, I didn't know that about silver. Um, so we taught, you have mentioned a couple of times that it works on um, both bacteria and yeast and fungus. So I'd really love to get into some of the kind of more um, specific um, maybe issues or reasons why someone would take silver. So um, I've had several clients use it to treat H. pylori infections. Um, which is in the stomach as opposed to the as, as opposed to the gut, the intestines. Um, can you talk a little bit about how it works on something like that versus how it would work on like bacterial dysbiosis in the gut or an actual bacterial infection in the gut or yeast in the gut, how it kind of differentiates through those two things? Sure, this is a great question because I get to talk principles first. Number one, if the liquid silver or gel silver stays in contact with a germ for two minutes, it's going to be able to destroy it. Now, in the belly, I'm going to say the belly for the time being because that includes the whole microbiome. Let's go into the belly, and that's the stomach first. So what you swallow as a liquid is going to enter the stomach. If there's a bacterial infection in the stomach and it's eating away the wall of the stomach, we call that an ulcer. That bacteria needs to be stopped before the healing can, and can take place. Liquid silver can go down into the stomach and will pool there for about an hour before it leaves. For that reason, people that want to take a teaspoonful aren't going to get the job done, are they? They need to fill that pocket, that, that whole stomach area, and a capful really isn't quite enough. But if you drink about an ounce right now, an hour later, another ounce, an hour later, another ounce. We do this for four times. And then we've filled the stomach with waves of silver, and two things happen. When silver destroys a bacteria, it can do it in two minutes. If it stays in contact, it can destroy it. Now we've cleaned the wound with a second wave. We've helped reestablish that that's not going to come back with a third wave. And the fourth wave, I like to say, is to stimulate stem cells for healing. Now we know that silver is fantastic at wound care. That's why it's used in burn units everywhere. So what you've got in your stomach with an ulcer is a bacteria-caused infection. It's like a burn. So we treat it like a burn, and silver works terrifically. One more idea there that I've used. I have a silver gel, and silver gel is unique because it will stay in place. I don't know if you can even see that. Anyway, it will stay in place longer than anything else, and so it has no taste. It has no odor. It has no flavor. It goes right in the belly and stays longer. Does that make a little bit of common sense? Mm -hmm. Now, the same exact thing works when it leaves the stomach and starts to enter the intestines. So we use the same kind of approach. If we can get the liquid silver in contact, either form gel or liquid, in contact with the germ for two minutes, it's going to destroy and leave behind 
activators for stem cells. So this is something that I like to talk about for stomachs or intestines, for the dysbiosis, all those different things. We need to not do more than just take it once. We need a wave of activity. And that is what I call common sense medicine because it makes sense to the people who are taking it, especially when they can feel it getting better. So H. pylori is usually treated with an antibiotic. And if that doesn't work, two more antibiotics. So you're getting three antibiotics. And they just try to bombard that with, we'll kill all the bacteria in there. The problem is it creates havoc throughout the rest of the intestinal microbiome. So silver is a great first choice. And you don't just do it one day. You go ahead and do it for several days. I like five. And you've then cleansed the gut. Now, if you want more information, I've got it in my books. And they're, they're like this here. And I think they're available. I think we even give them to you free. So it's about 200 pages. Some of them are smaller. And it talks about, I'm just going to open the book up and see where we are. I opened it up and it came to M. And right off the bat, it was mouthwash. What else do we have here? MRSA, multiple sclerosis. Okay, so what I'm doing here is I've written this book and I only write two or three paragraphs per topic and it just talks about silver and how much I would use. So this is something that will be in there on the ulcers and, and you look up you for ulcers, you'll find what I'm talking about and all these other like your book of protocols kind of. It, it's, I, I'd like to, you, you named it better than I did. Yes. <laughs> I should probably take that. I, I called it a, a, a reference guide because people don't want to read the first 32 pages because look at them. There's, there, there's, there are topics like alkalinity, silver energy, structured silver, and what the water means, antioxidants, electromagnetic. Anyway, they don't always want to read that sit down on the toilet, but as soon as they're sick, oh my gosh, if they're sick, they're going to look up chicken <laughs> right there and they're going to see in two paragraphs how to use it this is what it's for to sit on your counter and look it up c for croup or chicken pox or whatever bronchitis in the bees so alphabetically i've gone through about 480 different situations and written what i would do if it were me and the science behind it and so people can believe in that i guess i go to the back page and i have over 200 medical references documenting everything i've done in here so people who want to see all the references first, they're in the back. Can we talk about a few of those protocols? Um, maybe how about like breathing treatments for respiratory? What I you- love breathing treatments for respiratory. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to cut right to the punch here and say, if silver comes in contact with the bacteria for two minutes, it's going to destroy it how am I going to get silver down deep in my alveoli or down in the deep air sacs of my lungs? Well, it's very simple. I take the liquid and I put it in my little humidifier. Now, not a hot humidifier, the cool air, cool mist humidifiers. And the reason why is because when they get boiling hot, steam comes off and the solids actually sink to the bottom and don't come out with the steam. But in an ultrasonic humidifier, they're like $30 at Costco You buy one of these and fill the reservoir up about 20% full with liquid silver, the rest with distilled water, and you put it right by your bed and inhale it. The tiny particles of silver are now inhaled, and it is truly respiratory therapy. It goes through the sinuses first, on its way down your throat, down into your lungs, and it leaves behind little teeny particles 
of silver that are so tiny, 200 of them could fit inside a single red blood cell. So it's not going to clog the pathways, but it is going to go down into these mucus areas where drugs have a really difficult time getting through these biofilms in the in the lungs and in the gut as well. So the silver that's so valuable is valuable because structured water cuts through biofilms. It's because of the energetic nature of the water rather than just stagnant tap water that doesn't have this structure. It can't get through biofilms, it just rides on them. But structured water actually penetrates through because of its charge, because of the crystalline structure of the water that is in there. So this is just an inhaled object. My gosh, you may not do anything else. Makes sense to drink some as well, but if all you do is inhale it, it's a fantastic thing. And I had one patient that came, I'm trying to look for it around here if I've got it. I may actually have it. I've got an intranasal sprayer around here somewhere. And she, oh, here's one. And she was in the uh, a nursing home, about 85 years old, and she was getting pneumonia, and she just knew she was going to die from it because it's so hard on her. I just filled one of these up with liquid silver. She puts it in her nose and pumps it. One, two, three. Inhales that mist down, and you know what? She was starting to feel better the next day, and she got over her problem very quickly. So this is another way you can carry in your purse but having that ultrasonic humidifier right by your bed, by your mom's bed, by your infant's bed, is one of my favorite ways to use liquid silver. It works all of the areas that it's going to touch. Yes, we use that super successfully with a respiratory infection in my son and just the humidifier approach. And it was it, very effective. So I highly recommend as well. Um, what about UTIs? Can you talk about that a little bit and maybe a little protocol for that? Yes, urinary tract infection is something that we're not supposed to diagnose and prescribe on the air here. So we're going to talk about the the uh, um, the excretory systems of the body. So here's what happens. It's very simple. You already understand that if I drink this, it's going to be absorbed into the bloodstream, circulate through the body, and then will be excreted through the kidneys into the bladder. And when it pools in the bladder, silver is not metabolized. It does not change into other metabolic parts. In other words, what goes into your mouth comes out exactly the same in your urine. That is the definition, by the way, of non-toxic. It didn't metabolize into a harmful drug. Because of that, we use that principle and drink literally four ounces. That's one-fourth of this bottle. So if you drink one-fourth of this bottle right now, one hour later, drink an ounce, an hour later, another ounce, an hour later, another ounce, that is what I would do if I had what I thought was an, a bacteria in my bladder. Here's why. It will pool in the bladder, and as it's sitting there in the bladder floating around, it's going to be destroying bacteria. And that other problems that might be in there that are yeast or uh, virus related, but the biggest issue is bacteria. And when it leaves the body, it's going to disinfect as it goes. So what I suggest is that you get to, when you drink this, realize it's going to pool in your bladder. How much would you put in your bladder to fill it up? Well, about four ounces. 
and then an ounce, and then an ounce, and then an ounce. And that is all listed uh, under UTIs in my book as well. So hopefully this information is getting out to people because the cause of wellness includes God's antibiotic instead of man-made antibiotic. And when they do come together, the antibiotics and silver, we still get a bigger, better benefit as well. So I'm, I'm hoping this will be a really good thing for you that are listening right now because I've presented this to the Naturopathic Association and we voted 100% unanimously to use silver first over antibiotics. And if a person is on antibiotics, to bring on at least two teaspoons twice a day regular treatment of silver to help the antibiotic not become resistant or the bacteria not become resistant to that antibiotic. So we're well on our way to doing the science we need to, number one, say silver is safe. Number two, it's going to destroy pathogens if it can stay in contact with them for two minutes. Number three, let's be creative about how to do that. And here's a whole book of creative ways to use that. And by doing so, hopefully we'll cut down half of all the antibiotic use in the next couple of years because people will be wise enough to go, I can use this preventively, I can use this now, and I can add antibiotics if I need to later. Yeah, this is perfect information. This is fantastic. Jade, you're, we don't hear you. Sorry, my mic is okay. off. Okay, we my hear dog you. Was barking earlier. <laughs> You had mentioned earlier the gel um, yeah. and how it stays um, kind of in one spot a little bit longer, obviously, than a liquid. So um, what about something, would that be a good way to go for like an oral treatment? So if you have a gum infection or um, like strep throat, because I was thinking um, anytime we think there might be strep throat in my house, I'm forcing everyone to gargle silver. That is a brilliant way to go. In addition, though, you're thinking the way I would hope you would think, which is the by the principles. If I can keep this liquid silver in contact with that germ for two minutes, I'm going to get a benefit. Liquid doesn't stay in place, and gargling two minutes is kind of tough. In fact, I've had people that... I can't do it. We talk too much. Well, silver <laughs> gel stays in place longer. So both are a good choice. This gel is perfect for brushing teeth with. And you can put your own toothpaste on first, gel on second, a brush away, and now you're working in oral health. You can just take the gel. I'll do it right now. And you just swish it around the mouth. When I have a sore throat, I kind of just push it with the tongue to the back of my throat. Then my singers, these people at Juilliard and that are in rock bands and all these other singers of mine, um, they'll use this. And this is a this is lozenges. Lozenges. And these have become certainly a, a favorite of people that just want to. I don't know how well you can see that. I'm getting it kind of mm -hmm. close. So what I've got is a sugar-free silver lozenge, and I've discovered a way to put silver in here so that you're getting actually a full therapeutic dose of silver when you suck on this. 
If it stays in your mouth for 25 minutes, you've now just treated your mouth with this and they taste really great. There's like all these different flavors and different ingredients in them. But that's a really terrific way to help with the sore throats and the singers. They're soothing their throat all the time and the stem cells are helping to heal uh, an overworked voice. Very nice. Um, also a really good way for kids to be able to use it there. Cause I yeah. could also see kids being, um, especially my four year old <laughs> being super resistant to a gel. Cause she would know it was medicine. <laughs> Anytime I come at her with any kind of medicine. She's like, Oh no, uh -uh, mom. Nope. <laughs> so, this will be her favorite thing. And there are six different flavors in case she wants to think that it's something other than it is. Yeah. My, my kids are the same thing. They're the same way. They're not going to touch anything dad has. It smells like herbal something or other. <laughs> so we did this and they just love it. And this is a, another good reason we made it look like shiny and flashy because adults don't care what it's wrapped in, but kids do. And this is a good way to get it in the kid's mouth. What do you think about this? Put your, put your mom hat on for a minute, minute here. If you're sending a six-year-old off to school, first grade, I'm guessing, can you give them a lozenge and say, suck on that on the way to school, put one in their lunch and they can have one at lunch, or just give them one when they come home, and they're getting a whole lot of benefit from that, because most of what kids are getting at school come right here. Right. Mm -hmm. And if you give them a little squirt of this on their hands, and they rub it in, and you give them a lozenge and say, thanks, honey, see you when you get home. This is primary protection. This is a boundary layer, I call it, for those little kids. So I hope, I hope that is a smart idea. Now, moms. Yeah, I love it. Would you do that? Would you think that's a good idea? Would you Absolutely. actually do that? Yeah, Absolutely. that's like flu season techniques right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you know the number one transfer of germs at a school for elementary school is the dreaded drinking fountain. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> for sure. Absolutely. Um, so what about, uh, we didn't talk about yeast really so much. So in the gut, I'm assuming that it would work the same way that it would <clears throat> with bacteria. Yes, ma'am. And knocking out the yeast. So what about um, a yeast infection? in the vagina? Well, in the, in the vault of the vagina, we've got a warm, moist area, and we need to make sure that we destroy the bacteria and the viruses like HPV and the yeast. And most women will go, I have a yeast infection, and they're listening, and they know what that means. In short, if you're listening right now and you just want to hear what short version is of this, Itching and scratching on the outside of the vaginal walls and in the folds are usually always bacterial. And they're in the warm, moist folds of the skin. So a little better hygiene and then a little bit of silver gel you put on your hands and rub it all on the outside works on the outside. Now inside the vagina is usually where the yeast infection occurs. And candida feeds on tissues and it starts to become a very stabbing pain or I feel like I'm urinating uh, razor blades or I have this stinging sensation. That's almost always your self-assessment of a yeast infection and there's other ones as well with, with discharge and color and all that. But the po point there is 
you want to make sure you're dealing with it on your hands first, on your vaginal fold second, and inside. So inside, you could just put it on your fingers after you, you, you have taken a shower, but more completely going to bed at night, if my finger were a tampon, coat the whole tampon with silver gel. Insert it at night, take it out in the morning, and you have eight full hours of the gel staying in place, working inside and on the outside areas. And that way you don't have to know if it's bacterial, viral, fungal. You just know that if the gel can stay in contact with the bacteria, virus, or yeast for two minutes, it's going to do its job. You just need to be creative enough to get it there. So three nights in a row, three nights in a row with a tampon, and after you shower, use, use the gel and put it on yourself. A terrific way to go. And uh, it, while I'm thinking about it, we have six different silver soaps. So put the silver soap in your shower, and now wherever you've washed, non-toxic soap to begin with because so many soaps have now been most of their ingredients have been banned did you know that in the last month the fda banned 28 of the 31 ingredients in hand sanitizers and disinfectant soaps for being harmful to your health wow. so let's get a safe soap with silver in it mm -hmm. and that's a perfect start for even the help to prevent acne and and other problems throughout the body but it's a really simple issue. When the silver comes in contact with the bacteria for two minutes, you're going to destroy it. And whatever you put in your mouth goes through your body circulatory system and is excreted unchanged. So no matter where it goes, it's going to be doing the same work. So those are principles I want to leave you with. How, how does that make you feel about tools of hygiene? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it makes it just all sound so easy. <laughs> Well, it is, but we've been taught that the blue man is more important information on the news than the fact that we're turning the hands of antibiotic time back. We're, we're actually repairing the damage from antibiotics with silver. doesn't get any news, but the blue man's going to. <laughs> the media likes to feed us fear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about the essence of wellness and what, what the, um, what your pneumatic or mnemonic rather for the essence is? Yes. E S S E N C E. The word means the most important part of something. So the essence of wellness and the most important part E stands for eating correctly, S for sleeping correctly, S for supplementing where you have a deficiency, E for exercise daily. N is for neutralizing poisons, usually with silver. And C is for clean water. And E is for eliminate stress, E-S-S-E-N-C-E. -S -S -E -E. It's in all my books as a chapter. And uh, I think there it is right there even. And so what we can do with the essence of wellness is I can put it in a workbook at some point in time. I think I'll probably just put it out there so everyone can have it for free. And I've written up how to diagnose yourself. I know I'm not supposed to say diagnose, but if you take a questionnaire and it's got uh, 50 questions on it and you are answering yes or no or true or false questions, at the end you'll get a number. And why that's important is then you can take E-S-S-E-N-C-E. -E. Each one of them will have your self-assessed number and you can know where you have the greatest weakness today. 
And you can start on the weakest or the strongest points, wherever you want. But the book also includes about 20 pages of uh, suggestions on how to eat correctly, on how to sleep correctly, on how to do all these different things. You're going to have to be the self-motivator, but with you as your support team, uh, you'll be much, more, much, much, much more successful having a group of people talking about eat, sleep, supplement, exercise, neutralize poisons, clean water, and eliminating stress. But, you know, you can do an hour on each one of those topics, and people would just love to assess their overall wellness. It's a whole lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you so much. Um, Can you please let all of our listeners know how they can get a hold of your product, your silver, and also your books? Yes, it's My Doctor Suggests, and the website is mydoctorsuggests.com. If you'll go to the website right now and scroll down to where you see three new books. I've written a book for for women. I call it for her. I've written a book called Silver Miracles, and it's a generic book of generic uses. And I've got one for pets. And if you want to have one of those three books right now, just scroll down on mydoctorsuggests.com Click on the book. It'll immediately digitally be transferred to you right now so you can have it right now. So that's – I'm not a great advertiser, and I'm not the wait there's more kind of a guy. But I do know that uh, this is an important cause to me because it's helping my family. It's been part of my research for 35 years. It's been a part of my hope that we could help people more and more. And it will only do as much – as the people who get educated on it can use it for. In other words, if you don't know how to use it, we now have a place. Here's M for makeup irritation. Here's a place to go look. So we hope we can get this cause into your hands because uh, we know it's information-based. And I'm so grateful to have your platform to stand on and mention that. And uh, I've seen miracle after miracle after miracle, healing miracles Um, I got to go to Africa, and I watched what it did for urinary tract infections on children there. I watched what it did for pneumonia. I watched what it did for their skin rashes. I saw, tested, and published what it did for malaria. So I get in my life today, just by talking to people, I get a miracle every week. Every single week, there's something absolutely remarkable that happens. And I know it'll happen for you. And when you start to share it with people, You'll, you'll see what I'm talking about. It is remarkable what happens. We're really grateful that you chose to share all of this with us today. And I was kind of perusing around on your website the other day, and um, I'm trying to decide which bundle I want to buy. You've got some really nice bundles of like all the different products on there, and it saves a lot of money when you bundle them. So I'm trying to figure out which one I want the most, but maybe one of each. I don't know. <laughs> well, it's, I downloaded it's, the Silver Miracles, and I have been looking that over for the last couple of days and love it. Nice. It has a lot of nice little protocols lined up. It's it's really awesome. So highly recommend that one. Well, I appreciate that, and I've, it's so it, empowering it's, for people. That's exactly what it is. It's empowering. Freedom from disease can be yours if you start to become your own doctor. And that's why we call it My Doctor Suggests. We want you to get enough education to be your own doctor so you will suggest for yourself what to do. 
Yes. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much again, Gordon. We really appreciate you joining us. Thanks. My pleasure. If you loved what you heard today, please head over to Apple Podcasts where you can rate and review us, making it easier for other listeners to find the information you have been enjoying. We'd also love for you to sign up for our newsletter over on our website at wellness-speaks.com and follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Wellness Speaks.